Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton from the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, as always, as I always say, we've got a great show for you because we do, because all the artists we bring on are awesome. We got Alexis Taylor coming on, and we've been watching her for a few years as she's as she's rising out there, and I think you're going to really enjoy her. So, Alexis, are you here? I am here. Hi. Hey. How Hi. You doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Well, hanging in there, we, we're doing good, but, you know, we, we, we yes. wish we could do a little more out there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be able to soon, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, our state just kind of, our state in, in next Georgia. March is going to be letting, mm-hmm. you know, is going to be letting the um, thing expire. So we'll be, it's going to be interesting to see how it does. Yeah, I know. It's going to be interesting to see how long it takes until people can kind of go back to normal. Yeah, because we had, we had it set where we could go to – we was going to had a trip set for Nashville for June. So we kind of moved it to September because we want the Nashville experience. And we know that even if things open up now by June, you still, you're not going to get that experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know the mayor of, of Nashville has been kind of trying to put together a plan, but I don't think that live music is – going to really be a big part of that until things start settling down again unfortunately yeah because i mean some places are talking next year yeah it's pretty sad actually and that's the scary part for artists because i'm not in you know that's where y'all make most of y'all's money at is the live concerts <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I just, I I miss playing to a room of people. Like, I've been doing live yeah. streams and everything, but it's it's definitely not the same as playing in front of a live audience. Most definitely. I mean, that's like we go to a church every week, and, and we miss that, and it's like, you know, they're doing, of course, the live stream church, but it's, it's just not the same as being there in person. That's right. No, I know. I same. miss that, too. <laughs> so as we get started... <laughs> Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, brief overview of you, and some hobbies you like to do outside of music. Yeah, well, I grew up in a small town in Canada, and um, I moved to Nashville shortly, um, I guess, after I graduated high school. And when I moved to Nashville, I didn't really know, I don't think I knew more than three songs. And Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, so when I moved to Nashville, I mean, I was just kind of overwhelmed with all the talent that was there and just, you know, I, I fell in love with the town and, mm-hmm. um, I, I had been doing music before, but I never really, um, took it seriously and I, um, hadn't been writing as much, hadn't been playing as much, definitely hadn't been doing a lot of live shows or, um, in the studio very much. Um, so when I moved to Nashville, I just, I really began growing as, as a musician and as an artist. Um, and, yeah, here I am, I guess, <laughs> years later. <laughs> so has Nashville um, been everything then, you thought it would be? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's such an amazing place, and everyone is just so kind and and so talented. Like, everyone I seem to meet is just incredibly mm-hmm. talented. It's crazy. You know, that's, that's like um, – I guess about six months ago, I was asking, and we're from Savannah, so a lot of our friends are from Savannah. Mm-hmm. Savannah, so I was thinking Savannah. I wasn't thinking Nashville. 
but I was I pitched out on Facebook if anybody have an extra po- podcast mic laying around that we could get. And lo and behold, a Nashville friend private messaged me and says, "What's your address? I'll mail, I'll mail you one." Oh, that's nice. Showed me what Nashville really is. It, and then, of course, not too long after that, the tornadoes come, and that's when you really got to see Nashville at its best. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, I I wasn't actually in Nashville when the tornadoes hit. I was I was in Guatemala on a missions trip, and one of my oh, wow. best friends had ended up messaging me, and I got all these messages. Um, mm-hmm. one morning, and they were like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And I, you know, of course, I'm scrolling through my Facebook and and kind of like going through Google and checking out all the news stories, and it was just amazing to see. Um, how quickly the people in Nashville just came together to support one another. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, it's definitely been cool to see that. And, and we're going to eventually move to Nashville because we feel like what we're doing, we belong there. <laughs> well, it's an amazing place, that's for sure. You're going to love it. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, for years we've wanted to move like to Jacksonville, Florida. That's kind of one of our favorite places mm-hmm. to visit. You know, we I really feel like Jacksonville, Florida is the best kept secret of Florida because nobody thinks about moving to Jacksonville. They it think is. about Miami, mm-hmm. Orlando, and places like that. They don't think about Jacksonville. It's a beautiful place and still fairly good in cost of living there. But, you mm-hmm. know, and we go back and forth there a lot, but it was like we never really – created any type of meaningful friendships there and and I, and I tried we met a lot of people we went to several we we went to church there a lot because we were going three and four times a month down to Jacksonville mm-hmm. and nothing and it's just like just nothing and then all of a sudden I told Sandy I was like you know it's weird we're trying to focus on Jacksonville and it's almost like God has got this other plan that we didn't know about because all of a sudden, all our connections are in Nashville. Yes. Yeah, God has a funny way of having other plans when we have our own. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so when did you know music was what you want to do with your life? I don't think there was necessarily one moment that really mm-hmm. um, was a determining factor. Um, I mean, I, I grew up in a very musical family. Um, both my parents are musicians and um, they've been doing Christian music and country music since before I was born. Um, (laughs) So I don't think there was ever really a moment where I was like, okay, I need to do music. It was kind of just (laughs) always a Mm -hmm. part of me. And it was Mm -hmm. always, Mm -hmm. I think what I wanted to do even before I knew what I wanted to do. It just, it was, it was something that was just so instilled in me. And mm-hmm. I don't think I would know to do anything else. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before we really dig in, what's something quirky about you? People love this question. Oh, gosh. Where do, where do I begin? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Well, um, actually, quite recently, um, I have to have ketchup on so many different food groups it's not even funny <laughs> this morning for breakfast <laughs> I realized we were almost out of it and uh but yeah no I I really like ketchup that's that's definitely something that is probably kind of strange <laughs> <laughs> doesn't little Chris do that Sandy he does he okay. has to have either ketchup or mustard on almost everything he eats 
So yeah, he's the same way. Yeah, yeah. Got to have ketchup on everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so who's been some of your musical influences as you've grown up, and and, and have they changed? Um, or how have th- they changed? I should say. Yeah, um, I mean, growing up, probably my biggest influence um, was Shania Twain, as far as country music goes. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up in Canada, um, you know, she got she got played a lot on the radio, um, and then also Most kind definitely. of in the pop world, I guess you would mm-hmm. call it. Um, mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne, another Canadian oh, artist, yeah. um, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, she she had a huge impact on not only my desire to do music, but I think my writing as well um, in a mm-hmm. lot of my earlier songwriting. Um, and then today, um, I would probably say my two biggest influences are Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert. And mm-hmm. yeah, both artists to me, I think are just super talented and um, they're just really good at what they do, not only entertaining, but but singing and writing and, and all that. So, um, and now you got Gabby Barrett moving into that picture. Definitely. I mean, there's so many new faces in country. It's just, it's constantly changing. And I think that, um, what a lot of women, especially in country music are doing is really awesome because they're, they're kind of trying to make a path for other, other, um, country female artists so that mm-hmm. we can be heard mm-hmm. and that we get airplay and that we get, um, you know, just the opportunity to uh, be on the radio and, and perform just as much as, as men do. So I think it's really, it's cool what, what country music is becoming, especially with female artists. Yeah, cause that's the sad part of country radio is like, you know, you listen and, you know, you like the guys, mm-hmm. but you want to hear more females because it's like they'll play a female and then it's like, five guys six guys seven guys and then female yeah. and, and and you're like and and again there's so many great female and i'll not even talk about the female artists that they have already propped up there's so many great females like you that deserve to be on the radio oh thank you <clears throat> so what drives you right now well i mean being in quarantine and all <laughs> i just <laughs> I miss being out and, and playing and, and being in the studio. And, and I think that's really what has been driving me is, is mm-hmm. kind of, you know, all right, when this is over, like I want to, I want to go back to performing full time and be <laughs> in the studio working on mm-hmm. more music. And I think that's, that's something that, I mean, whether we like it or not, I mean, we have this abundance of time and, um, I just I feel like it's important to put it to good use and not to waste it. So that's kind of what's been driving me. You know, kind of this whole show drives us. And what's funny about our small story is when we first married 17 years ago, I was one of these people that believed in the whole motivational gurus, self-help. And nothing wrong with that. I still like that stuff. Um, but I was so hardcore because I thought one day I wanted – my goal was to be a motivational speaker on stage in front of thousands of people. That was my ultimate goal. Sandy and I married, and, and her goal was to somehow be in the music business, and she listens to music 24-7. So we're – and oh, I yes. listen to audio motivation 
24-7. So um, there's a problem there. <laughs> so it wasn't long before that we had to make a deal, and we'd listen to 50% audio and 50% um, music. And I always joke with people that, you know what, she brainwashed me in all this music stuff because I didn't realize <laughs> the power of music back then. And now we kind of found a way through this show to where I can still speak. But she has music. So, you know, it's kind of come full circle here. And you're our 71st um, um, interview this, this year. So we're excited about that. Yeah, well, thank you guys again for, for having me. And and I think that, you know, being able to to give artists a platform to share their music is is awesome. So thank you. And that was one of the things that when we first started, you know, there's a lot of people do what we do, but how could we be unique? And I remember looking at a lot of different hosts and listening to hosts and, you know, trying to figure out where is our, um, our place. Because, you know, I don't want to – even though I like Bobby Bones and I like Ty Bentley, I don't want to be a Bobby Bones. I don't want to be a Ty Bentley. And um, so we, we had, and when we looked at out there, it didn't seem to be a platform where y'all could tell parts of y'all's story. Now there was platforms for that for the big artists, but there just wasn't none for independent artists. And so I was like, that's going to be our niche. We're going to give them enough time because let's face it, if you're in an interview 20 minutes, you don't have time to tell your story. But 60 minutes, you actually have time to share stories, and we can share stories and make it a conversation. Yeah, I think that's, that's super important. I mean, being an independent artist, um, you know, people don't necessarily know my background story or, or know where I'm from or know different little things about me. And, yeah, it's definitely helpful when, when there are platforms that allow me to share that story with my audience. <clears throat> so when you look back at your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Um, there have been a few recently um, that were just kind of wow moments. Um, <laughs> I got to open up for the Marshall Tucker Band this past summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And being a part of that was, was really amazing. And, I mean, growing up listening to them on the radio – um, and then getting to play and open up for them, that was just such an incredible feeling. And mm-hmm. and being able to kind of get to see what they do and how they put on a show um, was really awesome too. Um, and then also I got to sing at the USO Gala in Seattle this past, uh, I guess it's 2019, um, and 2018, I got to sing the national anthem, and I also mm. got to perform at the gala. Um, oh, wow. And just, like, the number of people that were at that gala and, of course, just, like, being in the presence of so many soldiers and so many military families who have just given up everything um, mm. for our freedom, I, I just think that was another wow. really incredible moment and a humbling moment um, where I could kind of give back, um, I guess, Mm -hmm. in a way to the people who kind of give to us every day without us even necessarily realizing it. Um, So that was really awesome too. That was, that was really cool. Um, Because again, you know, our country's free because of those people. I know that they don't want to take credit for that, but they get credit for it anyway. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> without them, mm-hmm. who knows where we'd be. Yep, I couldn't agree more. What they do every day, I mean, we we don't even really think about it. I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I only speak for myself, mm-hmm. but, um, I mean, I know I don't think about that every day and, and the sacrifices they make. So to be able to to help out at that gala and, and perform um, was, was a really cool experience. And our family sacrificed almost as much as them, although they're overseas and yeah. in the middle of all that, but their families have to suffer here in the U.S. So their families are putting in a big sacrifice too. So we owe a lot to them. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and what's perfect about this lead in kind of where I was about to go. So this is perfect. It's about sacrifice. Um, I always like to flip the script uh, on this part. And cause you know, most shows, they talk about the pluses, the highlights. Well, I want to talk about all sides. I don't want to, you know, again, it's great that you have great hi- highlights, but I want hear the sacrifices i want to hear the struggles i think a lot of fans don't realize and a lot of people who are maybe not fans who think that an artist should just get a real job even though they really got a real job they just don't they just don't understand it um (laughs) i like to i like to come at at, in this this angle and i'll tell a story of where i want this to go we interviewed allison Steele from two still girls back in 2014 when they were full-time with music and I'll never forget her answer on this. I asked her what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist. And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She says, once you go full-time, it changes everything. Even though it's your passion, it's also now your job. You could have a miserable day today, but you still got to be on that stage tonight being happy, eat no matter how bad. And, and like she said, sometimes we're on that stage and we are happy because we're in that moment. So, but there are times we don't want to get on that stage, but we have no choice. It's our job now too. And she said that not just her and her daughter had to sacrifice, but the whole family because it's, it's a team effort between everybody. Uh, but she said, but if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way the sacrifices are worth it. Now, what do you think about what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's hitting it on on the head. I mean, you, you can, you can do music, but doing it half heartedly, I mean, it's not going to, you're not going to see the results that you want. And um, I mean, going, going to school and, and being in college and everything, I, I was doing music, but it, it wasn't as though I was playing full time. It, it's not as though I mm-hmm. was, you know, writing all the time, being in the studio, all that. It wasn't really until after I graduated um, college that I was able to um, give music my 100% attention and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And there definitely are so many sacrifices that have to be made. I mean, there's there's times when... I've had to miss my best friend's bachelorette party because I've had shows planned and um, Mm -hmm. there's birthdays that I've had to miss. And, and I mean, all the time, I mean, I usually, I mean, all my shows are usually at night and usually that's when my friends aren't working and (laughs) not being able to spend time with them and then spend time with my family. um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't 
necessarily get that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I've lost friends over that, that kind of stuff. Um, wow. So in no way, shape, or form has it been easy. But I think that at the end of the day, if it's something that you really love doing, that's completely right. I mean, sacrifice mm-hmm. is is the only way that you're going to get to achieve those goals, in my opinion. Yeah, and I like where you're going with that because, again, you know, I think people miss the point. When I've seen so many people talk about that artists need to get a real job, as I said earlier. And I cringe on that because I've told people, look, don't tell an artist they need to get a real job. They've actually got something better, a passion that they're going for. You know, I think a lot of times um, people get in this rut, and they got this nine-to-five job, and they're stuck in this rut, and they lost that passion. So because they're living an average lifestyle, they think you should live that average lifestyle and be happy about it. And here's where I'm going with that. And this is why I am so against that. <clears throat> I've got friends of mine who's been in their profession, so to speak, for, say, 15 years. Now, now again, this ain't every friend. I've got friends that are really inspired. They love what they do. This is just some of them. But I've got friends that are miserable. And you sit down with them, and you start talking to them. Well, you know, hey, you've got this great lifestyle. You, you know, you've got this great family. You've got this great career. And some of them who are honest will say that the career is the problem. And I've had some, and I've asked, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, you went to college for this. You know, you went six years of school, eight years of school, whatever it was, to do what you've been doing for 15 years. And they almost end up in tears over that because they didn't go there for that. They went to school because their parents told them to go this way. Their parents told them to get this job, or their friends told them to get this job. So for 15 years, they've been living a lie because that this, that, that's not what they were passionate about. And they're destroying their life now because now it's coming out because eventually your authentic self will come out. And if you're not living um, the passion that I feel God put in you, the day is going to come when you're going to be miserable. No, there's just no question about that. And that's what I see with some people now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that you can have a job and and not have any passion about it, but that's not going to be something that you're going to look forward to. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you're going to love mm-hmm. every single job you have. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've yeah, sure exactly. as heck had jobs where, you know, I work to pay the bills and, and that's the sole purpose of the job. But, but at the end of the day, like, gosh, I mean, I don't know how many hours a day I put in, but like, I do all of my own booking, like for my shows. Um, oh, wow. I do all of my social media. I do all my, um, like, uh, what's it called? Like, all of like the media arts, like graphic design, like logos, like website design. Like, I'm pretty much in you every are, yeah. single aspect of my music career mm-hmm. beyond the actual singing and songwriting part. So, mm-hmm. when people when people see who I am as an artist, they're not necessarily seeing the 20 hours a day I put in doing booking, doing interviews, doing graphic mm. design, doing my mm-hmm. website, all that stuff. They're just seeing that three minute long song when it's like, it's so much more than just that three minute song. Like I'm, I'm putting in way more work than, than just that. So um, it's definitely something you have to be passionate about or else, 
you'll just drive mm-hmm. yourself crazy doing it. <laughs> and and we mm-hmm. get you big time because, you know, with the whole new country media here, I mean, there's no money coming in for this right now. We work you know, little gig works in the evenings um, mm-hmm. just so we can stay afloat while we're trying to build this brand. But, you know, between – and, and, of course, a lot of people see this interview and they think, you know, that sounds fun. And and, and believe me, I have fun on these shows. It's, it's what I look forward to <laughs> every day. But there's so much more work behind this than just than the show. You know, with the whole new country buzz, we have to post it. When, as press releases come, we get them out. We try to get them out as fast as we can, but sometimes we get behind and it may be the next day. But for the most part, we try to get them out the same day. Um, we have to keep looking up people. We have to book for show. We have to book for our Facebook Live and all that. So you know, I'm the web designer, <laughs> just like you said. <laughs> you know, if it goes down, I'm hurting. You know, we put in money to run this show, so we're actually mm-hmm. putting money in and have no money coming. But we have this vision that one day we can be that Bobby Bones type show or that Ty Bentley type show. We got that vision that we're willing to sacrifice there. So that the day can come where we can live that type of dream. So we kind of fit exactly what an artist goes through. So we know what y'all go through because we're going through it with y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely more than than just it's more than just a job. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. got to be something that you're passionate about, or else you're totally okay, right. Yeah. Like the sacrifices won't won't be worth chasing your dreams down if at the end of the day it's not something that you really love doing. Yeah, because there are times that where Sandy has mm-hmm. talked me off a cliff because like, I'm like, is this even worth it anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So because <laughs> here, here's how I feel, and I think you'll agree with this is how an artist probably feels too. But I feel like we we're pushing this big boulder up this hill. It's a big boulder, and we're pushing, and that's really tough to push that thing up a up the hill. And we know that the top of the hill is somewhere. The boulder's so big, we can't see around it while we're pushing, because if we moved, the boulder would come back rolling. So we have to keep pushing. Yes. And somewhere up that hill is, at, is the top. But we don't know how, we don't know if that's tomorrow. We don't know if that's next year. We don't know if that's five years. But that top is there for when the boulder goes over the hill. And then we, and not that it's free falling then, because we know that then there's another hill for us to climb when we go there. But we will have then accomplished this first part of our brand. And I think that's how that's an right. artist feels, too. I totally agree. It's a good analogy. <laughs> because, again, you know, if you're pushing by yourself, then eventually you have a few fans you feel like are pushing. Then all of a sudden, maybe 100 fans are helping you push. And then eventually you get to that top, which wherever that wherever that is. And, and then you can breathe, and then it's all over again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and play your song Cool with that. And then we're going to talk about that. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, hang in there. Let me do this. Hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast 
hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. If you want to call your boss and make up some excuse for why you haven't left, your bed all afternoon If you want to spend all day Laying here with me I'll cancel all my plans Boy, I'm cool with that It don't matter
really cool song. Oh, yeah. That's Thank a great you. song. And that was pun intended. Uh, cool. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely uh, done. <laughs> so how did that song come together? Was that a real-life experience, or did it was just something inspired you? I mean, for that song in particular, I just I wanted to write something that was more upbeat, something fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of about that relationship that that you have, and it's it's just you want to spend time with that person. It doesn't doesn't matter where mm-hmm. you go, doesn't matter what you do. You just mm-hmm. you want to be with them. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how the song came about. Um, and then uh, it was produced in Nashville. Um, and mm-hmm. so yeah. when I kind of brought the song uh, to John Willis, who is the producer, um, he really made it come to life and definitely um, took took the song to a whole new level, definitely. What's funny about that is I think we take it to – Sandy and I take it to the extreme about the spending time together with that you were just talking about. <laughs> we do. Because for, cause for <laughs> 17 years now, we've been a 24-7 couple. Oh, <laughs> so That's we've always been together. And we've been we love for it. that so much. You know, so, so many people tell us that y'all are just too dependent on each other and all that. And, and, I, and all I could think about is if I'm on my deathbed, what do I want to be remembered what, 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 will, what, what regrets do I not want to have? And there's one regret that most people have, and that's not spending enough time with their family. Well, I guess I, don't, I can't have that one because we're <laughs> – I mean there's no way to spend more time because uh, you know, we've been 24-7 for 17 years. But, we, you know, we wouldn't have it any that's other way. True. Yeah. Well, I think that's really important. I mean you, you can't go wrong with spending – time with the ones that you love and I think in today's day and age it's so easy to get distracted um, from spending that quality time with your family mm-hmm. and the people that you mm-hmm. love so so that's really awesome that you guys that you guys spend that much time together that's really cool and and what's cool about it is you know we found again like I said really earlier we found a way to combine her love of music and again I love music too but but she's like really loves music and um but her passion of music and my passion of talking and stuff like that and wanting to speak, well, we kind of found a way to combine both of those into yeah, one we found so the where we can still do this together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's amazing that you guys can, can work together and, and still both of you get to do what you love. That's really cool. <clears throat> Now, it took us 17 years to figure that one out, though, because like I said, you know, <laughs> it, it, it at, at, the, at, at the beginning, you know, we followed a lot of we follow a lot of my dreams for the first probably 10, 12, 15 years of our marriage. And so she would follow me. And I remember in 2013, I remember telling her that, you know what, let's follow one of yours. And she always loved to write. So we wrote like 300 sets of lyrics. When I say songs, I say lyrics um, in one yeah. year. And we did it together. It was really cool. And then I had this crazy idea. Says, well, let's let's start meeting some independent artists because you know that if you ever have a chance to do any type of co-write, the odds of having it with a big artist are going to be slim. So I started getting to know people on Facebook and all that. And I'm like, oh, this is a whole new era. I really loved. 
And <clears throat> as I'm getting to meet all these people. So then 2014, we launched, again, New Country Buzz because I felt so led that I wanted to help the artists out. And it, and it, start, and it really took off pretty fast. And then in 2015, we ended up shutting down for personal reasons. But it ate me alive. I mean, it really, you know, like if you walked away from music right now, you probably couldn't live with yourself. I got to experience that side of it. We walked away um, for three years. But every six months, I think God kept planting it in my head to go to GoDaddy and look, because we let go of the domain New Country Buzz and everything. And I think he put it in my head every time trying to get me to um, say, hey, this is still here. <laughs> and I remember in the 2018, I told Sandy, we, it's eating me alive. We have to finish what we started. So October of 18, we relaunched New Country Buzz. We built it strong for 2019. And then end of last year, we said, you know what? It's time for a show. Launched on January 3rd, and here we are. <laughs> well, I'm glad that yeah. you relaunched it because, honestly, like the – I, I see you guys on Facebook and, and I guess like social media all the time and and what you're doing definitely has an impact. So, so yeah, like it's really awesome that you decided to come back and, and to listen to God nudging your heart to kind of follow those dreams that you have. Yeah. Cause that was a hard one because again, I've always, you know, for years I've had this other dream, and I had to let go of my ego because, again, I get, you know, would I have been happy if we would have, if, if we'd have been like motivational speakers? I don't know, but I wanted to find out, and I had to come to the conclusion to let that go, and then God showed me that I can still do that just on a different platform. And, and because mm-hmm. of that, we're able to do something because cause I, I really believe she would have probably spoke with me, but she would have probably hated it. And then it would have probably hurt yeah, our marriage. On a stage. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> and, and so it would have probably hurt our marriage and all that. And we've got a rock solid marriage. So I really mm-hmm. believe that God softened me up enough to think of a different idea here so that we can actually build our marriage stronger instead of doing something that would hurt it. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's the things that we least expect ourselves to be doing that, that truly bring the most growth, I think. Ain't that the truth. So as you know, um, as an artist, most people – now, granted, I know earlier you said that you're, most of the jobs are you. But I'm sure there are people that are still around you, like your PR company and a few others – that still help you be who you are. I like to always take the time for you to kind of introduce who, who your team is and tell a little bit about them if you want. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I, I do so much on my own, um, but I do have a friend of mine, uh, Callie, who ends up um, contacting a lot of um, like blogs and magazines and websites and, and people for me. So she's been, she's been a great help. Um, and then a lot of times, like, my, my mom is probably another one of my, no my biggest supporters. Um, a lot of my album covers, she's, end up, she's ended up uh, shooting for me, and she shoots a lot of my, like, social media photography, and oh, wow. she's, just, she's a huge help. So um, both Callie and my mom are just, they're, they're awesome. And, and I definitely couldn't do 
what I'm doing without them. So tell us the story from your, from you know when as you were beginning this crazy journey to where your mom stepped up and she did something above and beyond that you were like, wow, she actually believes in this with me. Um, again, I don't even know if there is like one particular <laughs> time. I just, like my parents have, have both always just been such big supporters of me and mm-hmm. have done everything and anything they can to not only just like provide for, for me, like growing up and everything, but to really um, just encourage me. And um, they're just, they're amazing in every aspect. Um, there's never <laughs> been, awesome. yeah. And I mean, I'm so lucky that, that both of them do believe in me so much. Um, I think that it's really hard when, when you're doing this industry and doing music mm-hmm. and you don't have a family that supports you. And I think that mm-hmm. that's been such a huge, um, a huge thing in my life. I, I can't imagine being in the music industry and doing music and not having the, the wisdom and knowledge that my parents have from being mm-hmm. uh, in the music industry and doing mm-hmm. music. Um, and, and also um, because my parents are musicians, I can go to them and ask their opinion on mm-hmm. song lyrics and melodies and, you know, whatever questions I have. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. always have either the best advice or the mm-hmm. best pointers, the best tips. Um, there's never a shortage of of things that they're able to share with me. And I think that that's really been important um, looking back over my career this far. Um, so there hasn't necessarily been one thing. Um, it's just been every day. <laughs> yeah. And everyday thing that I've been lucky enough to, to have. And that's really awesome because, you know, a lot of artists don't have that, but I have noticed that a lot of the ones that have come on our show, they actually do have that. Um, and we've been grateful to see that. Cause again, you know, sometimes parents can be the first to say to people, no, you need to go to college. You need to go get go get that nine to five job. You, you need to do something that's actually going to bring money in. And they don't get that you could make a million dollars a year, but if you're not doing what God called you to do, you're still going to be miserable. Yeah, and I think again, like I've just been really blessed to have two parents that um, understand what what I'm going through and what I'm doing and why I want to do what I do time to bring our little one on because he always likes to ask one question to each artist (laughs) we'll have to definitely um when he has a girlfriend later when he's 14 15 16 whatever we'll have to play some of these and say hey listen to him (laughs) when he was eight (laughs) oh here he is here's christopher hi what's your favorite food my favorite food gosh probably cinnamon buns or brownies it's a close tie Mm. (laughs) <laughs> mm, that sounds good <laughs> Yeah, my favorite what's, what's yours though, Chris? Uh, uh, pizza Pizza, oh, that's a good one too What's your favorite dessert? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> He's good <laughs> You stomped him <laughs> Ice cream <laughs> Ice cream, yum 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's... Okay, bye. <laughs> he comes Say and bye. goes quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he comes <laughs> and goes quick. <laughs> what would be really cool is that one day, because, of course, we're interviewing so many people. There's going to be people that make it big that we interview. Oh, and, yeah, um, of course. And it'll be really cool to be able to, when he's 15, 16, 17, say, hey, you, you ask that person a question and look where they're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a tough one. Well, um, living, I would probably want to write with Natalie Hemby or Luke Laird. Um, they write a lot for, like, Little Big Town and Carrie Underwood. And mm-hmm. Caller has dropped. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. She's right <laughs> back in. This is, uh, so I guess I'm going to have to... Um, Cut this one if she comes back in. Her the call was dropped. Up oh, there she is. Yes, I think get a may go live. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, there you are, are you there? Yep, we here. Oh yes, my gosh, you're here. Hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's just that the call <laughs> failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that happens sometimes. <clears throat> gosh, my bad. I'm sorry about that. Oh no problem. <laughs> All right, but, where were we? You were talking about the people you'd love to write with who are alive. Yes. Um, Natalie Hemby or Luke Laird are probably two of my um, favorite writers. They write a lot for Little Big Town and, and Carrie Underwood and just a bunch of really awesome artists. Um, so I think I'd probably go with them, yeah. And what would you want to write about? I know that sometimes you can't say what, but you know, if you had any idea, what would you want? Um, I'd probably want to write something up-tempo and, um, probably, like, the next before he cheats or, like, uh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. So what is your songwriting process? When, when you sit down to write a song, do you write lyrics first, music first, or does it just come naturally? Or I mean, how, what's your process? Um, it's really different every time, and it, it also depends if I'm writing by myself or if I'm writing with other people. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm when I'm by myself, um, sometimes lyrics will come to me, sometimes a melody will just come to me. Um, but I find a lot of my ideas uh, usually come when I'm in the car driving or if I'm flying. Actually, um, mm-hmm. I just I tend to get a lot of ideas when I'm out doing other things um and i end up writing down the lyrics and then of course coming back and and reworking them and and trying to to find a guitar part or piano part that that those lyrics um that's what i've been doing a lot of lately um but then when i write with other people um it's really up to them like i'm i'm Mm -hmm. never one person to just say oh we need to start with the lyrics or we need to start with (laughs) the melody um it just it really just depends. So yeah, it's it's different every time. So of all the songs you've written personally, what's the one song that means the most to you and why? I would probably say the song that I've written 
that has meant the most to me would probably be Until I See You Again. And uh, mm. I haven't released that song. It's on my oh, wow. YouTube channel, actually. Um, mm. And I wrote mm-hmm. the song uh, for one of my good friends. Um, she actually uh, miscarried her daughter. And oh, wow. so oh, she yeah. she came to me and she kind of had had asked me to write something in memory of her daughter that yeah. that she could be happy to remember her yeah. for and, and by. Oh, and, and so, yeah, I, um, I ended up going to, I think it was Gatlinburg for, for the weekend um, mm-hmm. with her and a few other friends and, and laying awake. I don't even know why it was like four o'clock in the morning and I couldn't sleep. And all of a sudden these lyrics start coming to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I didn't even really know. Like, when she came to me and asked me um, to write a song for her daughter, I I didn't even really know where to begin because how do you begin oh, to wow. write something um, that... So personal. That you, yeah, and I've, I've never mm-hmm. been through anything like that. Um, so I really wasn't sure where to begin. But at 4 a.m., sure enough, I started writing down these lyrics that, that came to my head and and I didn't bring a guitar or anything with me that weekend. Um, so it wasn't mm-hmm. until I got back to Nashville that I actually sat down and, and I started writing the the melody around the lyrics. And and I got to play the song um, for her for the first time uh, um, not long after I wrote it. And that had to be emotional. being able to... Yeah, gosh, I was crying by the end of it. <laughs> it was Aww. it was really tough, and and having her come to me afterwards and just tell me, you know, this song saved my life because I didn't oh, even wow. want to go on after mm. the whole thing happened, <laughs> and, and not being able to hold her and be with her, and not knowing the person that she would have become, but mm-hmm. still having a song that allows mm-hmm. me to remember her in a beautiful way that is the only reason that I'm standing here right now. And hearing her say that was just, it was wow. incredible knowing that I was able to help her um, through such a difficult time in her life. Wow. That was really awesome. And of course I'm in tears yeah, yeah. now over this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. That's the power of music. It's one thing yeah, I love yeah. about music. It moves people. And Sandy even has a story from when she was in high school, how it saved her. Oh, yes. I, when I was in <clears throat> junior high and high school, I was uh, bullied quite a bit back then. And, and the one thing I had to turn to was, was music. That that was so healing during that time period. It made it got my mind off of things like that and just helped me make it through. Yeah, that's, I mean, music is has such a, a huge influence. Um, I mean, I can totally relate to what you're saying. I was really badly bullied in high school too. And the one thing that I was able to turn to was music and that's really what kept me going. So yeah, yeah. I feel your pain. It's it's not an easy thing to, to go through, but music definitely does seem to make it better. That's for sure. Does. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> And see, I didn't, and even though I was one of them people that when we first married that was speaking to all the motivational stuff, the two stories that y'all just said, I didn't understand at that time the power that music has on people. 
I mean, I should have known because you would look at the Bible and music even happened back in those days and it was powerful. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> but I didn't realize the truth to how music can move people. And, and now I'm one of the people that if I hear the right song or see the right movie, I get moved to tears just like the women do. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, music definitely has the power to do that. It's it's unlike anything else. Yes, it definitely <laughs> connects everybody. Yep. So I'm about to ask a question, and I'll explain why in just a minute of why I'm asking it in this way. Is I got a purpose for this. Of course, I got a purpose for everything. The way I ask things, <laughs> but um, <laughs> he does. If if you had a magic wand right now, and what you're about to say would come true, 100 percent. Where would you be in five years, or where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in that way is I want to open the artist's mind a little bit here, where they actually could be, and here's why. Five years ago, this past February made five years that we asked that exact same question to Kelsey Ballerini, and she's living oh, wow. right now exactly what she said to us five years ago. So a lot can happen in five years. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize you interviewed her. That's really cool. <clears throat> Before everybody knew her, which was really cool. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I, I think she mm-hmm. um, had her first single was in the top 28 at that point when she first wow. when we interviewed her back then, which was really cool. But to see that the answer she gave us to the where you where do you want to be in five years, I don't know know if there's anything she's not done on that answer. That's true. Hmm. So I always like well, to ask it in that way to explain because I want people again because you know people can think well five years maybe this can happen maybe it won't but I want people to realize it actually can happen <laughs> we got proof of that because Kelsey was not big at that point and then now look where she's at <laughs> yeah I mean five years a lot of things can change I think mm-hmm. that something that I would really like to see happen is. Um, just being able to, to dive into my writing more and, you know, five years from now have a publishing deal and have a song in the top 10. I think that would be a really cool, or actually I'm just, I'm even going to say top 50 because <laughs> that way, you know, I'm not too, <laughs> too over, I guess, exerted on that whole uh, trying to get there. But, um, but yeah, I think it would be really cool to, to have a publishing deal and to have a song in the top 50. That would be cool. So if you had a friend right now and let's say you heard them sing and they've got a good tone, they got something special and you, you, you can, you can, you can tell that there's something special when they sing. And, and now granted, this will be pre COVID advice. So keep that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And let's say that they played 10, 20 shows so far and um so so they haven't done a whole lot yet but they've got that what every artist says that stage bug they've gotten on that stage they've looked over the crowd and they just know that god planted that seed in their heart that they're supposed to do this what advice would you give that specific person on uh, uh, to um help guide them the next two three four years um i would probably tell them that you need to you need to do things today and stop putting them off till tomorrow. 
I think that that's definitely something that, that I can sometimes be guilty of. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get emails or, or I'll get just, you know, people that want me to put, um, put vocals on a song or they mm-hmm. want me to write a song or they want to schedule something and, and, or, or they want me to learn a song for them. And, and it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Like I'm busy now, but I'll do it tomorrow. Like, I think that it's really important that that you do it now and don't put it off because tomorrow can easily become next week and tomorrow mm-hmm. can easily become next mm-hmm. month. And before you know it, your to-do list is a mile long and, you know, you you aren't really making the best use of your time, especially when you know that, that, that music's what you want to do. If music's what you want to do, then then write that song and, and practice guitar more or mm-hmm. practice piano or, you know, don't put it off anymore. Just leap and and see where you land. And, you know, I love what you just said. Because <clears throat> as I told you before the show, two months, I finally got back into my personal pa- Facebook page. Um, It was taken away for a while. <laughs> and um, I was actually went to the memories out of curiosity to see what I wrote a year ago of today. And I seen one of the things that you just reminded me of. This is perfect. I said, um, I said on there that you might think that you're competing with others, but you're not. You're competing with time. That's why you need to do it now. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> and it just—I love that you that you gave that advice there because, like, oh my God, that. I just saw that status as I go we talk about timing here. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so yep. time get to the last question. A huge yep. aspect. Oh, definitely. So as we get to this last question, and then we could go all day long with you and you know, because we love doing this. But we what do. is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask but they kinda never do? That's a tough one. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know because I think you guys did such a great job of of covering um, just every every aspect. So I don't. We love to hear that. And you know, and you know, we we love that we love that answer because that's the whole goal of the show is is you know yes we want to know about your music, but to be honest with you, I want to know more about you. Well, you definitely nailed it. I think the show. I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's anything that you haven't asked that wasn't a great question. So, no, thank you, guys. Well, we appreciate it. Now you can tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Self-promotion time for you. Yeah, so, I mean, you can find me on my website, alexistaylormusic.com. Um, all my social media links are on there. Um, or you can just type in Alexis Taylor. Usually you can find me like that on Facebook or Instagram. And I think my Twitter is Miss Taylor Music. So I'm on all the social media and all the music platforms. And, yeah. You know, we really enjoyed having you today. Um, we look forward to having you back on the show for some updates down the road. And before we leave, I forgot to tell you because he'll get mad at me if I didn't. But Brandon Morrill from the Sports Guys told me to tell you hey. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to email him and tell him hi. All right. Well, we look forward to having you back down the road. We do. Well, thank you again for having me. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. All right. You too. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Take care.
Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed the show. Um, we sure did, as always. But again, we've got two more guests that we're coming on tomorrow. So we've got two shows for you tomorrow, one at 12 and one at 2. And we look forward to both of those. So, we'll, again, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>